On today's episode, Maria and I further discuss the effects of parents' patterns and habits on children. This is a part two episode. So if you haven't watched part one, feel free to listen in on this one and then go back and watch or vice versa, whatever you like. We talk about punishment to children, feeling guilty as a parent, having boundaries with children and how much attention is healthy to give to our children, how to address our children's needs in a healthy, again, and considered way. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, this episode is for everybody. Whether you have children or not, we've all had a childhood to reflect on, to learn from, and to grow from. For those people on YouTube, watching on YouTube, you're going to notice my front tooth is missing. Yes, it is gone. That space is definitely there. And I actually explain what happened with my tooth in a video that I made called Appreciation, a side of you that has been hiding. If you want to check that out to know more why. And just a brief encounter. I have been in the middle of having an implant and found the denture uncomfortable. So I decided for the last legs of my healing transition phase to not wear a denture. And it was a great healing process for me to let go of shame, of guilt, of worrying about how I look, how I appear to people and sacrifice my own discomfort. I have a message to bring to people. And when I remembered that, it superseded any aesthetic beliefs that I have about myself. So that being said, enjoy the episode. I love you and I'll see you on the other side. Nice. Nice to have you back, Maria. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah I'm super excited. Um, I've got quite a few questions here. I realized last time um, we focused a bit more on the adult side of, of childhood. And I want to dip back into um, the effects of, of children presently. So um, my first question is, does punishment work and how does it affect children to punish them? What does it do to them and does it work? Yeah, punishment means uh, that you want to tell them that you don't like their behavior. Mm. And uh, this is conditional love. I only love you when you behave the way I told you. Mm. So, and if you are not following my path, I'm punishing you. And then the kids learn uh, how they get the most attention is following the rules, mm. the rules of the parents. So if we want to have kids that learn following the rules of others, then we should punish them. But if we want to have kids that decide by themselves, that can figure out what they want to, then we shouldn't punish them. Mm. And the next thing is what kind of punishment are we doing? Mm. Uh, or if uh, we give them the opportunity to feel consequences of their behavior, you mm. know, something like... Uh, when I don't wash the dishes after a while, I'm not able to eat from dishes because they yeah. are all dirty. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. could be a consequence. Mm -hmm. And uh, But parents, uh, a lot of time, they do this a lot earlier and say, so you will not get uh, your ice cream when you don't wash mm. the dishes, right? Or any and dinner. So, <laughs> yeah, so there is no consequence uh, in it. And, 
the punishment has nothing to do with uh, um, the behavior they showed. Mm-hmm. So do you think that it's down to the parent to let go of control? Like you said, for example, with the dishes, if the parent lets go of control and just allows it to happen, let's see what happens when, when you know, the, the day goes on and there's no dishes left and allow that to happen. There is a certain control aspect from the parent. You have to be allowing and willing to kind of let, let it happen naturally rather than try and stop things from happening or try to control the situation before it gets worse. So would you say it's more of a, a control mechanism from the parent? Con- I think uh, most parents, and me too, uh, we control our kids because we worry about the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we think if uh, kids don't learn to follow, they will have problems because we have had this in our childhood. So we assume that they will have the same difficulties as we had. So this is, uh, and you have to have a lot, I think you have to have time to get to the point where you can allow kids to feel consequences. And most parents don't have the time to go through this process. Yeah, definitely. They want the things to be done because their the to-do list is too big on uh, family things uh, that uh, have to be done. So. Um, yeah, it depends on your decision. I, I would suggest that uh, you just choose one opportunity where you know you have the time to be patient, wait, uh, yeah. and to see the consequences. We have a lot of situations where you don't get the consequences in just, just a short time, like uh, washing the dishes. And uh, because you overwhelm yourself when you try to change three or four things at one time. So you also need to, to focus on one thing where you know you can get, you, you, you can be patient until the end. You yeah, know, if, see you, if you already know I will not handle this, you shouldn't start it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good. Thank you. How can we implement warmth and connection in our relationships? Where, especially when... Um, we didn't get that warmth and connection in our early years. How can we um, integrate that into into our lives? Uh, you mean parents connecting to kids or do you mean you as an adult connecting to another one? Um, I would like to hear both, maybe if they are different, but let's say, let's start with the adult. So as an adult, let's say I didn't get any warmth and connection. And I'm going into a relationship. How do I? How do you go about implementing that? So, if you never made the experience as a child, how to connect to other people, then uh, you will not have the possibility to connect in a relationship because your feeling behind this is fear, being vulnerable, and uh, don't trust yeah. the other. So you have to start working on yourself so that yeah. you can uh, cherish, cherish yourself. And only if you are able to feel worthy, you can start and connect to other people. So 
Yeah, uh, definitely. There is no connection if you don't work on on yourself. And uh, yeah, yeah. Try to to get this feeling in later years is a big challenge. And the other thing is when parents are uh, haven't experienced connection in their lives mm -hmm. it's hard for them to start and being connected to their kids so this is why it's going on from generation to generation mm -hmm. and uh, it's the same parents who are not used to be connected with their kids they have to work on themselves to find out how they can connect to them and uh, so kids need uh the feeling of being special and beloved from parents, but not only on on a, uh, this talking level, they have to feel it. You mm. know, you can say, "Can't you see that I love you?" You know, yeah. this is this is not a loving feeling. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> therefore, you you also you need time to be together with your kids without a plan, without a structure, mm -hmm. without a goal, mm -hmm. just being together. Uh, for nothing yeah and uh, um, feel how you appreciate them how awesome they are for you and those things but you have to feel it not to talk about this mm. because uh, children uh, feel if you love them or not so it's always if uh, this is why I'm engaged in in these issues because I think that uh, to to uh, get awareness about that it all depends on your feeling to yourself how you connect to other people and how you can uh, um, yeah start this feeling of being seen and being loved starts with yourself mm. yeah definitely I like what you said about um, with the connection to the kids, spending time with them without a plan and is kind of getting to know them without any forced situation, like to see who they really are when, when there is nothing to do, what comes out and being able to appreciate parts of their personality that maybe isn't when they're coloring or maybe isn't when we're going hiking or whatever it is. It's just you as you are. And I would love to see more parents do that is to um explore who their child is without without anything yeah it's it's the same in relationships we we start not to uh being interested in the personality of the other one and try to figure out how the person is and uh, uh we our focus very often is on the fact does the other person like me you know i'm always looking for those things uh signs uh, and I have a big belief system inside what signs I need to feel being loved, you know, uh, only, maybe only a male who brings flowers is mm -hmm. showing his love in this way. And then I, I make a list, oh, no flowers, he will not love me. But uh, yeah, no gifts. No and this, the list yeah. is big. How we figure out or how we think we, we can see uh, uh, if the other one is loving me, but the focus on who is the other one, what are the interests, what, uh, uh, 
uh, is the other one good in and what would I like to do? You know, the, those things mm, are right. a lot of time not really important because the most important mm -hmm. thing is, um, am I loved in this uh, relationship? Yeah. And nobody else can really, yeah, you have to love yourself because you're your own foundation and the way the other person expresses their love to you like you said might not be what you think it is so and and it's always changing and we have to accept that people change all the time so I know that the way that I love my partner has changed over the years that um, I'm exploring uh, different ways naturally and um, you have to to have space for that and and be able to appreciate yourself self-appreciation first and then naturally that will come towards you or naturally you'll feel comfortable in who you are so it wouldn't really matter you wouldn't have those same questions coming up there'll be different questions yeah and if if you are uh, uh, depending on the meaning of your environment of your friends uh, then you will not be able to express yourself your true self yeah yeah and feel comfortable in it um yeah relationships can um if you're not doing that can feel like i know for some people like they can't they're not sure um if they can be their self or if they're going to be judged by that person if i show them this side of me that likes um art or football or whatever it is they're not going to like me because I kind of heard them comment about it before, so I keep it in. And that's also like a false premise because the whole the whole uh, notion of repression, as we know in the energy healing realm, is that to repress anything yeah. is um, it's not good for you. It's not good. It's not the truth. And it's not good for you. It only makes you unwell. How important, this is a, a really good one that I really want to know. How important is it to pay attention to children And what kind of attention is healthy? Because I know children, they they thrive off attention. They want the attention of their parents. And obviously the parents can only do so much because we have to take care of them, got to go to work and clean and da, 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 do this. So I, when I'm reflecting on this, I want to know what is a healthy amount of attention and how can we, um, can parents not feel the guilt of not doing, not paying enough attention or maybe I'm paying too much. Like, is there a, a healthy balance and is it right? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a big question because uh, um, in our society with our to-do list as adults, uh, I think we do not have enough time for kids and uh, mm. we do not pay uh, enough attention to them. And then the less uh, you pay attention to them, the bigger is their uh, desire to have more attention, right? And then um, the more you give them attention in the early years, the less they need attention when they grow. Because, you know, it's, it's like they are filled with attention and then feel worthy and then they don't need to... Uh, Uh, it's something like uh, they have to reassure that they are important for their parents every time. So if you are, uh, if you feel maybe that work is 
more important than you. Uh, you you have a big uh, uh, void that there is not enough attention, and this is, and then the guilt comes in. Most of the parents mm. feel that they do not have enough time for their kids, and because of the guilt, they spend they spend they want to spend the short time they have with a lot of quality time, you know, but. Uh, Children don't need quality time, they need quantity time, you know. It's, it's, when you uh, think about a relationship and your partner would say, uh, I only have time, uh, on Sundays for two, for two hours and, uh, then, uh, we can go out, eat and talk. So you know how you feel when there is 12 o'clock and you know at two o'clock the time, uh, and, over. and yeah. he said, oh, so what have you done? Ba 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 ba. So try mm-hmm. to feel how you would feel in this situation. So maybe you don't, uh, you don't remember the important things from the last week you would talk, well, like to talk about or, uh, or you are under the time pressure. And, uh, and yeah. so, uh, I think we can a little bit, uh, assume how kids feel. If uh, they have less time with their parents and they need this this uh, time without pressure, just you know, when you ask a kid how was school, they say good and it's done. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they they uh, normally when they come from school, they have something to talk about, but they are not able to yeah. to remember it five hours later because they feel and they want to mm-hmm. talk, you know. So they, and, and we have difficulties remember the things and then talk uh, about them from the past because it was emotional important. And, uh, yeah, you would like to talk directly to your partner or, uh, uh, the person you're in a relationship with. And normally, if it's important, you take the phone too and say, I need to talk to you now. Right. So, yeah, yeah. and this is a thing in our society that it's, hard that kids don't have the possibility to reach out to their parents when they need it. They only can talk or be with their parents from the time schedule the family has, you know, and this is not uh, useful for them. So, and this is, uh, and the guilt then that uh, uh, is developing isn't uh, also good because you do things that you wouldn't do without the guilt. So, Maybe if you don't like to play with your kids in the evening because you are exhausted, uh, parents do it because they feel guilty. They hadn't had enough time. But then the kid sends this not uh, uh, being there. The head is full yeah, with other that. things. And and the parents don't allow themselves to say, no, I, I'm not in the mood to play with you because of the guilt. Mm-hmm. But when you have more time and then you can say, oh, no, it's not my my game. I don't like it. You know, you don't have the guilt yeah, because yeah. you feel uh, uh, you had shown enough attention. And uh, so this is, I feel this is at this moment in our society, something like a dead end. Uh, I don't know mm. how it, you cannot say uh, two hours a day or five minutes quality time. It's, uh, there is no, uh, solution. Uh, you need to find, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you have to balance your own going to work and your own uh, things you have to do. And this big need of kids, uh, please spend time with me. Just be there for mm. me, you know. So yeah. I don't have a solution and I don't have a recommendation about a special amount of time. No. The most important thing is uh, not feeling guilt. And uh, uh, maybe something like it is as it is and I cannot compensate uh, what's, what's happening. And uh, then the time with the kid might be a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And you can, and the kid can feel your feelings. Yeah, but the definitely. guilt, the guilt is, uh, is a, is a, um, not useful in these uh, situations. Yeah. Especially because we, what we feel, they feel, but they don't quite understand their feelings yet. So let's say as an example, you're playing with your mom and your mom feels guilty. You can sense something and that kid might think they're in trouble about something or they've done something wrong and they're playing and they're kind of like, oh, something's off and it's hard to tell. And if this keeps happening, it creates a kind of anxiety in the child about playing with the parent, which is just a completely uh, uh, confused situation. And um, I guess it's more about one is the parent feeling like they uh, want to spend more time and it's a lifestyle choice, I guess, like, how you, the parent has to has to make a decision about um, the way in which and the quality in which they want to spend with their child. How often? Maybe um, it's just a, a conscious decision. Maybe to I want to connect with my child. I want to be there for him or her as much as I can, and not feel bad or guilty about it when I'm not. I have a friend actually who who um, says, says this as well. She's working all in the week and um, her child goes to a really nice daycare. She picks her up and, and hang out with her a little bit and then it's time for bed. And on the weekend, she wants to, um, you know, go to the gym and um, go to yoga and do other things, but she feels bad because she spent most of the week not being with her child. So she spent time with her kid and felt with this guilty. And I said something similar to her. I was like, you if if it works better, you're going to feel great going to your yoga class and then you can hang out with your child. It's, it's one hour. You're going to feel great and you're going to want to rather than feeling bad and also thinking that you should be somewhere else. Or maybe there are yoga classes where you can uh, bring your kids with you. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's just um, seeking out, being willing to to um, investigate a bit and see how can I make this work for both of us and feel good about it. Yeah, and, and the kids feel comfortable when you take them with you. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of uh, possibilities uh, to think out of the box. Out of the box, right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How important are boundaries with children? Um and again, with the healthy boundaries, feeling guilty or wrong for setting them, or um, do you think boundaries are important? When, if they when are healthy, kids? yeah, boundaries are important. You know, the parents need to uh, know where their boundaries are, right? So mm. this is the same uh, when you feel guilty, you are 
tending to set your boundaries later because you think I have to do this because I haven't had enough time. And uh, a lot of boundaries are too late. So the parent is getting angry, but not against the child. It's really against themselves that mm. they weren't able to set the boundary there. You know, mm. it's the same with the relationship. You have relationships where uh, one, one person in the relationship is doing everything, you know, and the other is just taking and giving. It's not in balance. Mm. And uh, this is uh, uh, related to uh, if you if I feel myself worthy enough, if mm. I feel myself worthy enough, I'm able to set my boundaries. I'm willing mm. to do this, but this not, and this I would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if you feel less worthy, you are more doing things you don't want to do because the outcome is important for you. Mm. That the other one, you think, you believe the other one likes me more, loves me more when I don't say no, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. our parents in our childhood, I think uh, they, they not very often accept a no from a kid, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so you have troubles to say no when you are grown up. And yeah. uh, it's the same that mm, you so then uh, uh, have problems to say no to your kids because mm. you think, you assume, the kid will not love me if I say no, no mm. to uh, uh, maybe in, in uh, the play shop where they want to have a special game or uh, what they want to eat and all the stuff. And then uh, if you think uh, the love is depending on how you say no and yes, mm. then you don't feel your own boundaries, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you are... Yeah, you believe the less no you say, the more love you you will get. Mm. So this is another trap uh, about boundaries. Boundaries also has to, have to do with uh, worthiness. Mm. And I guess like what you said, as a parent thinking about maybe the way you were raised and that your parents said no a lot and you remember not liking that, so wanting to be that yes parent as well whilst knowing maybe that it doesn't feel right I guess that's the what is what is your deep feeling about this is it no it's not right or yes I would like to do that but also checking in I guess it's quite tricky with with as a parent why you set those boundaries like you would have to check in with yourself like where does this come from like to make sure that I'm not just repeating what my my parents did and say yeah. no to to the sweets or after after dinner kind of thing or whatever this like cliche stuff and checking or in I'm, with that. I'm listening. I'm listening to the neighborhood about these rules, or you know, yeah. like uh, I make the experience with my granddaughter. She doesn't like to eat three times a day. You know, she she has a really special. Uh, um, <laughs> eating roots by herself. She doesn't like to eat in the morning, but in the evening she, she uh, appreciate to eat three times, you know, and then she is done. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we were educated to eat uh, three or five t- times a day. Mm-hmm. And we were educated to eat everything. doesn't leave something on the dish and, mm-hmm. you know, so many roots mm-hmm. that um, if, if you, 
look behind them, they don't make sense. No. And then, then you lose your, your feeling about when you are uh, full or hungry, yeah. you know, because you have, to have yeah, the intuition is gone because you have to follow the roots. Mm. Let's say your child is having a tantrum okay. or, um, you know, giving off a lot of, a lot of anger, despair and this kind of stuff. What is the way that, that we can do to calm them rather than trying to shush them and be quiet and stop it? Is, is there a way in your, in your perspective that we can um, do this in a nourishing way when a child is acting out? I think uh, normally they are acting out because uh, you, you set a boundary, you said no to something, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think about another reason. So um, you have to help the kid uh, with the emotions, but you shouldn't uh, um, change your no. You know, when you say, okay, mm-hmm. because you are emotionally reacting, I would say yes for today, you know. Then uh, mm-hmm. it will get worse and worse because the kid mm-hmm. is learning. The more I cry, the more I I'm emotional, emotionally reacting. I am getting my things right. So mm-hmm. you have to stay with your no and just uh, understand. I understand that you don't like that I forbid this. I understand, and mm-hmm. uh, I would feel the same uh, as you. And, and then name the emotions, right? And mm-hmm. uh, if kids are reacting in this way, there went a lot of things wrong before, you know. Uh, maybe you, you weren't clear with your yeses and noes. And, uh, and then uh, the children, it, it's like learning a language where the things are named different. You know, sometimes you say, um, this is a light and the next day you say, uh, this is a lamp. And then, you know, and it's, uh, when you react to a question or to, to a desire one day with a yes and the next day with a no, then, mm, uh, it's confusing. the only thing the kid is doing, um, I don't know, uh, what rule is, uh, today. So please tell me and they try. Can I get it or can I don't, or will I not get yeah, it? Yeah. So they figure this out because they don't know, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you can understand why they acting in this way. So mm-hmm. you need to, to make a, make maybe a, uh, write it down in what situation the kids are uh, reacting this emotionally and see uh, if you can, uh, um, yeah. Find out the reason. Is this the same reason every time? Or is this, is it just uh, the reason that the kid is overwhelmed? This is also a possibility. So, and then when you wrote it down for maybe two or three or four weeks, you can mm-hmm. see, okay, I have to get rid of the overwhelming situation. So mm-hmm. what can I do that I don't bring the kid in the same situation as mm-hmm. when it happens? Or, yeah. Uh, I'm not clear with my boundaries with no and yes. So, uh, and then you have to optimize your reaction and then it will not stop at at the moment because there was a development to come to this point also. So you need to get 
uh, away from this. And it's hard because it's always uh, deep infecting your emotions, you know. Mm, yeah. So you also have to have a look at your childhood. What, how did your parents react and what was allowed and what not? So it's, it's, a, mm. uh, it's really a big and deep uh, step into uh, the circumstances and your own uh, memories from your childhood to get uh, rid of tantrums from kids. This is, yeah. uh, it's, it's uh, the end of, of a developing thing. And it's hard to, to get out of this because uh, it's, it's already a behavior, a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, it's difficult to find the, the roots of this habit but uh, yeah, you you have to go ahead to to get rid of such a habit because you don't like it and because it's hard to handle this. Yeah, it's not sustainable. It's a more like a collaborative, um, a collaboration, a, a collaborative investigation on both sides, and there is something that the child wants, and there is also possibly something that the parent is contributing to that situation as well so it's both both of them both of you um your energies are collaborating in this moment and both people are contributing something so it's just figuring out what is my contribution what is their contribution where where are we unclear here and and just having the patience to to figure it out because it is just emotions are fine. You know, we get angry, we get upset, but as an adult, we have been kind of, we know what is socially acceptable. Um, and also it takes up a lot of energy from your inside to display that. And kids, they get very tired afterwards. It's exhausting for everybody. And, and we don't want that. We want to preserve energy and use it in the right way. Um, that would be great to tell your kid one day how to how to use your energy in a in a way that is um advancing um but yeah i really do um i remember my little sister used to have so many tantrums but she's also special needs so it was a lot worse and it could just be like what is going on like she's on the floor she's kicking and screaming she's like picking up leaves and throwing at it and running away and she's like where does this come from and I could I, I remember seeing my mom just like trying to to manage the situation and and I guess it is the attention back to the attention again like you have to pay attention to these moments and be an investigator none of us want this to happen and and not being separate because I think parents get frustrated at their kids because it's like why can't you just be good just do this be, be quiet let's walk you know, I, I offered you food before you was you said you wasn't hungry and now you want it and the restaurant's all the way down there and it's too late and this kind of stuff. And we want them to be a certain way and they want to be a certain way. And it's just knowing that it's not that they haven't done anything wrong. And I think for the best part as parents is just knowing that it's got nothing to, you haven't done anything wrong. They haven't done anything wrong. They're not bad. They're not naughty. They're just expressionists. They're just showing you in a way that they can. And maybe they don't, most of them at that young age, they don't have the words yet. 
Um, so they're just showing it with emotion and maybe some parents aren't, we've learned to stuff that emotion. So it's so um, uncommon to us. I grew up in a family where it was not okay to, to do that. It's, it's, it's not okay. So um, when the parent is grown up and they have this child, it's so we're on two different levels and your behavior is not okay. There's no, not even going to talk to you about it because you're going to see that it's not okay. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you cannot treat children in that way. You have to see them as they're here to learn. They're here to get along and they're here to use their energies and powers just as much as you and I are. And, and we're here to, they're in school, like everybody else here. We're all in school. Um, so taking some, some time and attention with kids. I would like to speak about your book. It's uh, uh, your title holds the key for your habits and behavior. And uh, it's only 66 pages, so you can read it uh, on a weekend. And mm -hmm. then, um, yeah, uh, I'm here to help parents or people in relationships to figure out uh, what experience from childhood are holding them back and how to, um, yeah, how to um, start loving yourself mm -hmm. unconditionally so that you can be uh, in a healthy relationship or be uh, healthy parents. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's, it's a short program because it's not so complicated. You just need to, to go back and find a new way of thinking about your childhood and then uh, mm. uh, you are more able to investigate your childhood and then you can start. The old habits don't work uh, the moment you have clarity about where they come from. Then they don't work any longer. Right? Mm. And uh, yeah, and then it's uh, easy And, and you have joy to, to change. It's not so heavy. And so people are trying, are starting to be depressive about their childhood. No, it's, it's, uh, joyful to, uh, mm. get this new point of view to your childhood mm. and not, uh, you know, like, I don't want to touch it because it's dark. It's, uh, emotionally and, and then you are, afraid, scared, and uh, but when you put light in your childhood, then it's easy busy to start over. Yeah, yeah. it's a safe, it's a safe thing. Um, it's a mixture of being present and knowing I'm an adult now, I know that I'm just looking backwards so that I can heal from the things that I need to heal from, learn the things I need to learn. And also that you feel comfortable about um, saying things about your childhood to your parent, to your children as well. I think a lot of parents, they tend to like hide, hide stuff or they have a, a really strong opinion about their parents. Oh, my dad was rubbish or they were like this and they were like that. And the child absorbs that and they don't. And then they, the kid doesn't know, but they just start to integrate that into their reality of, of their grandparents or their parents and so on. Um, so I think, yeah, looking back into your childhood and making peace with it can be so beneficial to to yourself and to your children as well. 
Um, so they have an idea about safety of, of parents. Parents are safe, you know. You can have different experiences of your childhood and we can understand people make mistakes and there were good times, there were bad times. And that's how life is. There, There is uh, ups and downs and highs and lows and, and this kind of stuff. And to show as an example, I have a parent that, that can um, be mature about those highs and lows and, and see that in people. It's amazing for kids to watch that in a parent. Yeah, when, when they see that the parents change, then they know a change is possible. And uh, the moment you know your assumptions and your belief system, it's, uh, yeah, all the other people I worked with, uh, they are, it's, uh, they start being feeling light and, uh, mm. and uh, it's easier for them. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's good. So mm -hmm. I'm doing a program for six weeks too. You can find this on my website and uh, you have a Q&A live like we talk together about the experience you make when you do the exercises, right? And yeah, we, we create this these suitable parents for each person and this will help you to be independent from my advice. So you can do this after a short Nice. period of time you can do it by yourself because you learn this this new way of thinking Beautiful. and a new point of view yeah so it's yeah i i like it because uh when i see those people who went through it how they smile how happy they are and uh the childhood isn't that bad and and uh scared thing this is uh, a good feeling yeah yeah, definitely. You're doing such beautiful things, Maria. Um, can you um, just spell your, your website? So it's www.mariastewart. How do you spell that, all of it? It's uh, just my name, Maria, and uh, without a dot or anything, is uh, the last name is S-T-E-U-E-R.com. Okay. Where you can find all the things, yeah. And where can um, people find your books? My books are on Amazon. It's like your childhood holds the key, but you also find buttons uh, to click you to Amazon on the website. Uh, okay. you, f you find the connection to Amazon. So you do not have to remember the title of the book. Okay. Okay, cool. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been so lovely to speak to you. Um, I love everything that you're doing. You're so empowering and speaking to you always um hits some part of my of some energy point in my body and I will go back and reflect and and read um I think it's wonderful that you're really getting to the root of of why the world is as it is and it's basically in the childhood and the more that we can nurture children and have a a stable and loving uh, relationship and energy between them and the parent is the more flourishing their lives will be. They can be who they are and feel safe in the world and, and be creative and, and have beautiful relationships. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And I look forward to chat to you another time and following you. Oh, do you have any social media? Um, yeah, I'm on, uh, you find the, um, buttons also on the website for facebook instagram okay. yeah and
and then you okay. can follow there. It's no problem to find them. Yeah, and when okay. you uh, book a program, then you uh, will get an invitation to the private group. This is mm-hmm. also there. Yeah, and uh, thank thank you for your interest. Thank you for being so open to talk about childhood because a lot of people would run away when they hear childhood. So thank yeah. you very much, Sarah, for having oh, me here and thank you. being interested in uh, this stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. Wow, I know this conversation brought so much value to my life and I hope it has done the same to you. Let me know in the comments what you felt about this episode and like share with your loved ones and subscribe to my channels to get more healing, nourishing and empowering messages like this one. I love you and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Mm